to podcasts recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. Welcome, everyone, and happy Halloween. We've been using Julia Cameron's book, The Prosperous Heart, through this month, and she devotes an entire chapter to this idea of forgiveness, and she starts it in a little bit of a circuitous way. You'll remember last week we talked about the idea that kindness was king, that one of the ways to open our hearts, one of the ways to make sure we're ready to receive the riches of the universe, whether that's a a richness of love or a richness of money, uh, a richness of joy, was to show kindness to ourselves and to others. She starts this chapter on forgiveness in an interesting way. She talks about one of the final kindnesses that we probably really need to examine, and it does involve forgiveness, is the associations we make with people in our lives. And she, she singles out those groups of people or those people in our lives that tend to be on the negative side. Who here has a friend, maybe a good friend, maybe a a relationship with a loved one, and that relationship seems full of negative energy? Now, it may be that the people you're involved with have that situation where gossip is involved or, or tearing down other people. Maybe it's just negativity around life. It seems like everything that comes out of their mouth is in that negative vein, complaining about things, complaining about life. Well, Julia Cameron says that one element of kindness that is so important to ourselves is that ability to even edit our friendships and relationships. Have you thought about what it does to your heart and your spirit to be bathed in negativity? Now you might say this is a kindness just to yourself, that by unplugging from some of these relationships, you're only being kind to yourself and you're leaving out the other person. I would suggest that we look at that again. I would suggest that negativity, for negativity's sake, is harmful for everyone. And you have, first of all, that choice, well, are the two of us going to be negative together? Am I going to be brought down in that sense of, uh, of lowering my expectations for life, lowering my commitment to living a, a full life? Am I going to lower it to meet their energy level, to, to participate in the complaining, to participate in the gossip? Or am I going to disengage with that? And disengaging with that, I think, sends some positive messages to the other person. It isn't cutting them out of our lives so much as it is an invitation to lighten up. It's the invitation to readdress the the way that we participate from each other. You can even use some gentle coaching words. You know, I don't really think we need to tear somebody down here to have a good time today. Let's talk about something a little more positive, shall we? I think we have the opportunity not to just leave people behind, but invite them to follow us into a more positive lifestyle. Well, now that we're going to move into the idea truly of forgiveness, I want to read something from the book here. She says, There are few emotions as uncomfortable as resentment. 
An old saying sums it up so well. We drink the poison and then we wait for the other person to die. Resenting others, we simply poison ourselves. When our energy is spent on imaginary fights with those who have wronged us, we are not present in our day-to-day life. We have poisoned our own well. And then she goes on to say, there are always those one or two people who are, we are so sure have wronged us. And it's true, they may well be. But so are we as long as we are stewing in resentments toward them, going back over what they have done, or jumping into the future, fantasizing about what they might do. As long as these people are living rent-free in our minds, we are not free to prosper. Now, I know some of you are saying that there are people in my life that just don't deserve to be forgiven, right? I'm sure we can all think of someone who has done something so wrong, just so so terribly wrong that they don't deserve the forgiveness. And, and, and I will leave that up to spirit, right? I do believe in a cosmic law of cause and effect. I think that, that God will take care of anything that needs to happen to that person. I don't think that's my job. I think that's between the other person and spirit. If there's some atonement that needs to be made, if there's some, uh, some cosmic forgiveness, I know that God will be right there and and trusting that relationship with the other person. But what I do know is when I harbor resentments, when I refuse to forgive in my own heart, the only one that's really suffering is me. The only one that really suffering is me. Does holding a resentment have any particular impact on that person that we're resenting? Not really. Oftentimes they don't even know that it's still a thing for us, right? It is simply in our own heart where we have put shackles on, where we're allowing them to fill our mind, to fill our activities, to, to lower our energy, to do those things that are apt to keep the good life at arm's length. The other thing, though, that I want to talk about that perhaps is even more important than forgiving others is forgiving ourselves. And, and I think maybe it's time to, to cover our joke for today. So when a couple had been married for a little while, the husband did something pretty rotten. They talked about what had happened, They talked about how they felt about it. He realized the impact of what he had done, and he sincerely apologized to his wife. His wife accepted this apology, saying, You know, I think our our policy should just be to forgive and to forget. Well, many years went by, and the husband couldn't help but notice that every now and then, the wife would bring up this transgression, not in a nasty way, mind you, but certainly in a way that made the husband think again of that terrible mistake. Well, one day, the event was mentioned again by his wife. Honey, he said gently, I thought our motto was to forgive and to forget. That's right, she said, smiling but I want to make sure that you remember that I've forgiven and forgotten. And so I I think this pertains not only to forgiving others, but to forgiving ourselves. 
how many resentments do we have that we still bring up from time to time that we've not forgotten, that still occupy space in our time? Now, we don't often or don't usually think of resentments again ourselves. And so a resentment, I think, is more likely that we have for someone else. But what about a regret? A regret is simply a resentment against ourselves. What are some of the regrets that you have? Do you regret a relationship that went wrong? Do you regret a bad financial decision? Do you regret maybe taking on a job that wasn't really cut out for you? Do you regret the way you handled maybe a situation with a loved one or a coworker? I don't think it's surprising that we do have things that we regret from time to time, but do those things occupy your mind? Do you find yourself replaying events from years ago, somehow somehow in your mind thinking that maybe if I just puzzle through it enough time, I'll realize that I'm off the hook, or I'll, I'll realize that something different could have happened? It's almost as though you're replaying the past, trying to make it be different. But of course, what I know is that the past is the past, as much as we would like to perhaps edit parts of our lives, right? You you know, as a novelist, it's so fun. Of course, I put myself, I put my friends, I put uh, people I know and events that I know into some of my novels. And it's so fun to rewrite them, right? It's fun to make the, the bad characters even worse than they are in real life. It's fun to make the good characters extra good. It's fun to rewrite some of the scenes so that they come out differently than than what I experienced them. It's fun to highlight the emotions. But what I know is I write fantasy. Replaying things over and over again in my mind, hoping for different results. This is not going to happen. The past is past. And so in the same way that we would free up our mind by forgiving someone else, I'm here to suggest today that we need to let go of those, uh, those wishful ideas about the past. We need to let go of the resentments that we have, the regrets that we have about things that we have done ourselves. And so moving forward, I'd like to talk a little bit about the path that we can take for, to forgiveness. And I think this works equally well whether you're forgiving someone else or you're forgiving yourself. And, and the first thing that people will always ask is, well, how do I even know that I need to forgive, right? Because I don't think forgiveness is one of those one and done situations. I don't think we can just say, oh yeah, I forgive so-and-so and never think about it again. And that's our key. Back to the joke. Can we forgive and forget? Because my thought is, if that event, if that person, if that situation comes back into my mind again and it occupies my mind, I replay the event, my guess is there is some forgiveness work still to be done. I may have made a good effort at it. I may have thought that forgiveness was complete, but what I know is if it's still occupying my mind, if it's still draining my energy, if it's still there as alive today with feeling and power over my emotions, then I am not finished with it. 
there is still forgiveness work to do. And whether that forgiveness is around someone else or whether that forgiveness is around mistakes that I myself have made, it's time for another round. It's time to look at it once more. And so I do have some ideas for you. First of all, I think it's important that we acknowledge what happened. You know, part of this circular motion in my mind is almost to deny it, right? I didn't have a part in this. I was the innocent victim. Well, I doubt very often that we are completely innocent of everything that happened to us. Now, I'm not trying to say that we should blame ourselves for for everything that happens to us, but we have our part of everything that happens to us. And so I think initially forgiveness is owning up to our part of it. Uh, Whether we're forgiving someone else or whether we're forgiving ourselves, we had a role to play. And the first place is to acknowledge what happened as best we can and to own up to our own place in it. Yes, I am human. Yes, I make mistakes. Yes, I find myself in in inappropriate situations, and maybe I don't get out of them as well as I could. Maybe I am one to stand up and fight when it's appropriate, but also when it's not appropriate. All of these are amazing human characteristics, and they're all worthy of acknowledging and forgiving. The other thing, once you have acknowledged your part in what has happened and really accepted that what happened did happen in the past, but it happened, next up is the time to make some kind of a statement or claim of forgiveness. And you know, you can do this in a variety of ways. I've seen people write letters to the person that they are forgiven. The letters don't have to be mailed, right? I've seen people pray around the idea of forgiveness. And I want to spend just a moment talking about that because I'm sure some of you are thinking, well, the prayer would be for myself, right? If I'm choosing to forgive, the prayer would be for Larry to forgive this other person. I don't think that that would be actually as positive or useful as praying for the other person. Now think about this for a minute. You might say, well, they don't deserve my prayer. And, and, and if that thought crosses your mind, I would say, okay, <laughs> uh, there we are then, right? In the very nature of forgiveness itself. What I would suggest, though, if you want to, if you want to forgive someone else, do a prayer of love and life for that person. I bless you. I raise you. I praise you. I know the best for you. I give up my need to somehow see a punishment here. I, I give up the negative energy that I've been holding in my mind for you. I simply wish you well. I simply pray for your own release. I pray for your happiness. And what I know is, as we can pray with authenticity for someone else, Spirit steps in. We get the benefit of that prayer too. You know, one of the things that practitioners, especially new practitioners, always observe is when they are praying for other people, they get the receipt of those prayers as well. Because Spirit is working through us when a practitioner does their work. If we're praying for healing, 
oh my gosh, do we feel invigorated. If we're praying for, for love or uh, good relationships, oh my gosh, that sense of being one with other people in the world is ours to share. Well, this is the very nature of a forgiveness prayer too. We pray for the other person because it not only enlivens them, it enlivens us. It gives us the sense of goodness once again. It raises our spirits as well. But let's talk for a moment about this idea of writing a forgiveness letter. It's something that I do from time to time myself, especially when I notice that issues from my past are, are coming back and occupying parts of my mind again. And I want to share a forgiveness letter that, that I wrote recently. You know, there aren't too many things that I regret about my life, but there are a couple, <laughs> right? I think I wouldn't be human if there weren't at least a few items in my life where I would have chosen maybe the things would have gone a little differently. And so I want to share a forgiveness letter that I wrote for myself. And this is one of the suggested steps that you could take on if you would like to do some forgiveness either for yourself or for someone else. So dear former Larry... I'm writing to you today to wish you well and to let go of some of the resentments and regrets that I have about you and about things that you've done. Let me list a few of my beefs, and then I'd like to offer an olive branch. First, I would like to own up to the feelings of loneliness and unworthiness that led to three poor relationships. Yes, inexperience and others were also to blame but the bulk of the responsibility was on me for not loving myself enough to expect better from life. Second, I would like to acknowledge the lost time that I spent drinking. Although I've learned a lot about myself and the world through alcoholism and the 12 steps, I resent the time this education took and the many messes that I had to clean up. Third, I would like to forgive myself with sticking with the phone company after it was no longer a useful or a pleasant place to work. In the name of security, I gave up my creativity, my freedom, my integrity, and several years of my life. Okay, I acknowledge these mistakes, and I acknowledge my regrets and resentments, but I'm also willing to release them into the loving mind of God. God would easily choose to forgive me, and today I choose to forgive myself. I let go of the energy and attachment to these situations. I let go of any desire to change the past. I let go of any self-punishment or self-depreciation because of these situations. I let go of the fears that created them and the fear of not having enough. I give up the fear of abandonment. I let go of this former self with love, and I think he did the best he knew how to do at the time. I let the past stay in the past. I give up keeping these situations alive in my mind. What I know is that they have no power over me. They are simply things that happened. Today I choose to forgive myself that I might move forward without restriction or false belief. The future is what I make of it. It is a fresh start filled with love for myself and respect for who I am 
and what I accomplish. Kind regards, Larry. Well, today we've covered a number of things, and I'd like to review them for a moment. First of all, kindness is freedom from the past, past fears, past mistakes, and past negativity. Sometimes this means also letting go of people, people that may have served you at one time, but today just represent a negative influence of gossip or negative thinking and speaking. We also talked about forgiving others to free our mind so that we can start moving forward in love and prosperity. It's time to stop drinking the poison that we have made ourselves as we resent other people and hold them accountable for the negativity that we experience today. The negativity that we experience today is of our own making and we have the ability to stop it. Finally, we talked about forgiving ourselves of mistakes, resentments, regret. We can stop rehashing the past, hoping for a different outcome, right? Is it time to get off that squirrel cage? I had a friend of mine say that, uh, well, it was over a relationship that she had had many years earlier, and it seemed as though that man was still haunting her 30 years later, and she said she would wake up in the night re replaying old negative events, replaying old conversations, as though somehow, somehow this, this squirrel cage of events that she kept replaying in her mind, as though somehow it would come out right if only she spent enough time thinking about it. What she came to realize, though, was that she had lost hours and days, maybe months of her time, replaying the events. She had literally become almost a slave to her past. And it colored all of her current relationships, right? She was distrusting the men in her life, comparing them or imagining that it could be like this previous relationship. She was awkward at work around co-workers, thinking that one of them might treat her poorly as she had been treated. She was really using her past to predict negativity in the future. And what she finally had to do, what she finally had to do, and she did it through prayer. She used that technique that I talked about of praying for this predator this negative influence in her past. She blessed him. She wished him well. Certainly, it didn't mean that what he did to her was appropriate. It in no way let him off uh, some kind of cosmic or karmic hook, but it let her off the hook. She blessed him as one of God's creatures and turned over any sort of further processing. She turned it over to spirit, allowing herself to be free. Well, I do have some homework for you, as, as you can imagine today. I would like you to list five things that you've done that you either regret or that don't seem resolved for you. So look back in your past, 
and come up with five things that still occupy your mind from time to time. It may have been a mistake that you made with a friend. It might have been a business deal where you chose poorly. Uh, it might have been something that you stopped when you should have kept going. Some regret in particular that you have. I'd like you to list about five of them and then use one of the two techniques that we've talked about today to move through them, or at least to expose another layer of forgiveness and move forward. So you could write yourself a letter, write a letter to that former self, own up to the mistakes that that former self made, and then bless them and move on. Or you might use prayer. You might say to yourself, I bless myself, I love myself, I let go of these resentments of the past. You might do a simple prayer of release and forgiveness for that former self, knowing that they are part of God always, knowing that they did the best that they knew how, but also on purpose releasing that need to rehash it, releasing that need to reprocess it releasing that need for that that prior event that prior self to still be occupying and controlling your thoughts and outcomes for today well i'm going to close with a quote from the book and a prayer julia cameron says for the mistakes that we have made and the mistakes that we will make we must forgive ourselves Loneliness is what we feel when we push God out of our lives. Forgiving ourselves invites a higher power into our lives, easing our sense of isolation. In forgiving ourselves, we allow God to help us. In allowing God to help us, we open the door for true prosperity to enter into our lives. Let us pray. There is one power, one presence. There is one life. There is one joy, one peace. There's only this one thing. There is only spirit taking the form and substance of all. And because it is all, I know it includes me. I know it includes me now. I know it includes me as I was 25 years ago. Spirit right there moving through each one of us. And so on this day, I claim that ability to forgive any mistakes that I have made. I would like to think I always tried to do my best, and whether that's true or not, I am deserving of a forgiveness for the things I have done that have harmed others and the things that I have done that has harmed my own life. I let go of those resentments. I let go of those regrets. And I free my heart to expand, to be abundant, to be loved. And as it is true for me, I know it is true for everyone. Everyone has that capability of forgiveness. Everyone can set upon themselves upon a path of forgiving others, forgiving self, freeing our hearts to become simply more than we have ever been before. And so for this, I give great thanks. For this, I let it be, and together we say, and so it is. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's our time of conscious contribution, and I'd like to invite you to consider donating to the Portland Center for Spiritual Living. If you go to our website at cslportland.org slash donate, you'll see a variety of ways that you can contribute to the center, and, and we feel so blessed when you do so. 
We are here to support you, of course, with prayer. If there's something going on in your life where you'd like to see a change, if there's something going on in your life that you'd like to see enhanced, might be more love, more life, more health, please consider submitting a prayer request online with us. It's automatically emailed out to all of our licensed practitioners and all of our ministers. It's at the bottom of every single one of our web pages. Just fill out that short form and we'll begin praying for you throughout the week. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. every Sunday. We also have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the Online tab. We have a variety of content dedicated specifically for our podcast listeners. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at cslportland.org donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.